Today we continue in the series called Living Right Side Up in an Upside Down World. The focus is connecting um, our mouth with our mind. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We pray today that your word, even in greater ways, can become the words that we speak in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. that seem a little awkward? <laughs> I'm not losing my mind. That was intentional. We're not used to quiet, are we? We're used to hearing words continuously. The average man speaks about 20,000 words a year. And so maybe think, I'm not a writer, but you are. You, every year, a man writes 67 books, so to speak, with eight pages. That's how many words a man says. Women speak, guess how many words? 30,000 words um, a day. And so that would be 99 books that are 800 pages. And so we tend as human beings to speak a lot. A lot of words we say, a lot of words we write, text, tweet, put things on social media, email. And I guarantee a lot of the words that we put out there we regret that we put out there, right? In fact, the focus today is going to be on connecting our mouth and our mind. And the first thing I want to talk about is, there's three points. The first one is this. Think before you speak. Think before you speak. In Proverbs 16.23, in the series, you see a lot of Proverbs. Intelligent people think before they speak. What they say is then more persuasive. I'm not sure if, if you, you know, if you've watched in the past, like some of the Clint Eastwood Westerns. Did he speak very much? He hardly says anything. But he seems like a real stud, doesn't he? He just he's, seems so powerful. You know, I want to share with you some people in my life. Um, there's going to be some pictures coming up. And the first one you're going to see is, is um, that's my, my grandpa, okay? Grandpa Bjorgard. And that was me when I was baptized. I even had, a, had my baptism dress on there, and, and that's my grandma. Um, and he was 100% Norwegian. She was Norwegian and Swedish. That's where I got the, the name Bjorgard from. In fact, every Bjorgard, by the way, is a relative. It's a family name. And my grandpa hardly ever spoke. And I remember we had these family reunions and, and a huge family. And we'd all be doing stuff. And he would start speaking, and everybody would stop and listen because the sage is speaking. Because when he spoke, amazing things came out of his mouth. He always thought before he spoke. The next picture, that's a young man by the name of Paul Kowalu. And when he was a little boy, he had surgery that went wrong. And he, his body had a serious stroke, and he was unable to speak for the remainder of his life. And every week for confirmation, I had a private session with him for an hour. Imagine being in a room with someone who couldn't speak at all for one hour. And at first, it seemed a little awkward. By the time that year was over, 
He and I were just, we're the best of buds. I, you know, just, he didn't, couldn't speak, but he, his life spoke volumes to me. And when he was confirmed, he was so excited. It meant so much to him. And he's somebody who had great influence on my life, but yet he never even spoke a word. I'm not saying to you, don't speak, okay? We should speak, but it's very important that when we speak that we need to think before we speak. Especially if we're angry, we're upset. To be very careful. That sometimes you just, you know, you, you want to blurt something out and, and so often we do that where we regret what we say, but just stop and think and just process before the words come out. Next ver- section from Proverbs 18.20 says, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. You know, the words we say, sometimes they can cause great harm to relationships, great harms to, you know, people in, in general, just in life, in our, to ourselves. You think about words that were spoken that caused wars between countries, that caused businesses to crash. Words can be so powerful to the good or to the bad. You know, nowadays, you know, with all the social media, with texting, with emails, that everything we put out there, guess what? It's got a digital trail. We have to be careful what we put out there. Especially if you have kids and grandkids that, you know, they're, they're sometimes they're not thinking about what they're putting out in social media. For those that um, hire for companies and stuff, the first place they look, guess where it is? Social media, what's out there? And once it's out there, you can't, it's hard to get it back. We have to live with the consequences of, of what we say or what we you know, communicate in the various ways that our society allows for us to do so. Um, and sometimes those consequences could be quite severe. In Proverbs 20, verse 25, it is a trap for a man to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider his vows. And what that's saying is that when we speak, we need to back our words with What? Action. There was a time in history where where people could shake hands and make a promise and they would keep it. But so often the world we're seeing around us is changing more and more. It's just so important that when we make promises that we keep them. The Bible talks about this. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. It even talks about be careful if you're going to make vows. We make promises, keep them. Follow through on our words. In fact, even in our gospel lesson for today, it talked about that the wise person is somebody who hears the word and does it, puts it into action. You know, the Bible is such powerful with what it says, the words that are there, but it's not meant just to be understood in our mind or believed in our heart. It's meant to be lived out with our lives, that the words that we say too should be lived out. We follow through in what we say. Think before you speak. If you want to see the most incredible example of how to live this out, study the life of Jesus. You know, the more I think about, you know, my journey in Christianity, growing up Lutheran, I just, I realize, you know, Jesus is my Savior. He takes away my sins. I'm the, he opens the way to heaven for me. But one thing I realize more and more as I, as I get older and go through life, he's not just my Savior. He is the ultimate example for every aspect of life. And you think about how he spoke. And what's so interesting about Jesus is, you know, he is God in human form. He had all the answers. He knew everything. But yet he was so incredible at listening. 
So incredible at asking people questions and getting them involved in the conversation, even though he knew all the answers. You know, James is such an amazing book, too. We had saw in, in chapter 3 um, in the reading earlier that the tongue is it's like a rudder of a ship. It's a small part, but it controls the direction the ship goes. Or it's like a spark that can start a whole forest on fire. Or it's like the bit in the, horse, in the horse's mouth. And that bit determines the direction that a horse is going to go. It's just so important in life that, that we realize that the words we say are very important to make sure that we think before we speak, that we follow the example that we see um, with Jesus. It also says in James that um, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to become angry. And, it, you know, if you t look at that, you know, how many ears do we have? We have two ears. How many mouths do we have? One. Maybe that, what that means is, is um, we should maybe be listening twice more than we what? Speak? Okay. I want you to be who you are. But I guarantee for all of us, if we say less words, is that going to be maybe a good thing at times? It might be a good thing to think before we speak. The next thing I want to talk about is to always speak the truth. Always speak the truth. It says in Proverbs 10.10, 10, someone who holds back the truth causes trouble. You know, we live in a world where we struggle with absolute truth, okay? And we live in a society of people that kind of make up their own path. They're making up their own ways. And God lays out for us what truth really is. His word is truth. But yet we live in a society where people, they kind of make their own rules. And so many people, they, they lie. We see so much untruth all around us. And we have to be careful not to be influenced by the world, but to follow the direction of the word. You know, sometimes we may not speak the truth by withholding things. I'm not sure this ever happened to you, but maybe you withheld the truth because you're concerned how your loved one or the other person is going to receive it. So you're thinking, I'm going to protect them. So I'm going to hold back this truth. And then, as time goes on, guess what happens? That person finds out that she withheld something. And what happens to the relationship? It's greatly damaged. And trust is broken. It's so important in life to speak the truth and not to hold anything back. We may have good intentions saying, I don't want to cause problems here. I want to keep the peace. But when you do that, you're being a coward. Okay, you're going down a path that can cause even more damage to the relationship. It says in Proverbs 24, 26, an honest answer is a sign of true friendship. If you really care about people, speak the truth. And again, if you go to the Bible and you look at the life of Jesus, he always spoke the truth. He didn't hold anything back. And sometimes that truth was difficult. And sometimes that truth even got people to turn against him. You think about the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the church at the time. He spoke the truth to them. It made them angry. And ultimately made them want to kill him. And they eventually succeeded in doing that. But he still did not withhold the truth. The truth is key. You know, I spent some time last night just looking in the book of John, the Gospel of John, 
on words that talk about truth. And these aren't going to be on the screen. I just want to read these to you and have you think about them. In John 1, 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory of the only Son of, from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. The focus is on truth. In John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. To worship in spirit and truth. In John 8, 31 and 32, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You want to be free in life? Speak and live by the truth. And that's the direction of discipleship. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The spirit of truth will lead us in what? Truth. Letting God's spirit guide us and direct us and, and to speak the right things in our lives, to speak truth to others. John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. God's word is a truth we're called upon to speak. And I got one more from John 18, 37. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king, Jesus answered. You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Right there we see the question the world's asking. What is truth? Do you know what truth is? Jesus is truth. God's word is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. And that's the truth we're called upon to speak. And Jesus shows us that example in his word. But how are we supposed to speak the truth? That leads to point three. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. In Proverbs 12, 18, it says, Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword, but wisely spoken words can heal. You see, in life, there are, there's sin and there's love. And love is a direction of wisdom. Sin is the opposite direction. Sinful words, untruthful words, cause great harm. Truthful words can heal. That needs to be our direction. We want to bring healing to this world. And that's what God calls upon us to do, to make this world a better place. And I've shared with you before that when I was um, a kid, you know, I was in Boy Scouts. And <laughs> I wasn't a good Boy Scout. I wasn't that good at it. But one thing I do remember, when we went on a camping trip, always to leave the campground in better shape when we left than when we got there. And that should be our destiny's life, to make this world a better place. 
And one of the biggest keys is really being careful of the words that we speak, that we're speaking words of truth that are building people up, that are edifying people. Words of love. And sometimes, I've got to be honest with you, sometimes words of love have to be strong too. You look at Jesus' life. Everything he said was motivated by love. And sometimes he talked to people, for example, the, you know, the woman at the well or the, the woman um, that was going to be stoned to death in, in John chapter 8. And, and what he does is he speaks very gentle words to them. But sometimes, like to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the church of his time, how did he speak to them? Pretty bluntly. You know why? It wasn't being, he wasn't being mean. He wasn't being unloving. It was the only way he could try to get through to them. Even still, they wouldn't listen. Sometimes love has to be strong. It has to be tough. But to be motivated in what we say by love. You think about, for example, in one chapter, Jesus goes to, to Peter and says, Well done, Peter. Um, and, and then later in the chapter, he says, Get behind me. Satan, you know, this one chapter. Sometimes he's very gentle. Sometimes he's coming on strong, but it's always done with a motivation of love. And they knew that. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. When people know you care, it just opens up that communication so much better in so many ways. In Proverbs 15, 4, it says, gentle words cause life and health. I was reading about a um, pastor who was at the hospital with one of his members. And his, his member was in a coma. And the doctor came in and said, you know, um, he's not going to make it. There's just no hope here. And just, and just, he walked out of the room. And the pastor was a bit upset by what the doctor said. And he, he goes over to his friend in a coma and he says, John, I don't agree with that doctor. I believe that you're going to make it that you're going to recover um, from this situation, that God still has many days for you on this planet. And guess what happened? He came out of the coma, and he lived. And when people talked to him later, he said, the thing that turned things around for me is when I heard my pastor say, you're going to make it through this. It gave me hope. The mind is so powerful. Words are so powerful. Years ago, I, um, there was this this gal that I met, she had a daughter, and she had cancer. Shortly after she had birth, they, they found that she had liver cancer. They gave her six months to live. And, and she told me, and she told her husband, she was, he was right there. She goes, I'm going to live. I'm going to make it to my daughter's second birthday. The doctor says, no way. She died when her daughter turned two. It's amazing how powerful words are that we speak to ourselves or words that we say to others. They're so powerful. And then in Proverbs 2.25, a word of encouragement does wonders. And I want to encourage, as we wrap this up here, that to bring encouragement to this world, not just to other people, even to ourselves. You know, I do Christian counseling, and I, and I coach a lot of pastors. And I'm seeing a common theme out there time and time again. People going through life believing lies they've been told earlier in life. Like, you're not good enough, or you're stupid, or you're ugly. And they're going through life believing those lies. If you have any of those repeating records in your head, it's time for you to speak the truth to yourself. I'm a child of God. I'm loved by God. 
I have a future which is going to be incredible. And through my God, all things are possible. And the more that we speak that truth into ourselves, the better things are. And the more we speak that truth into others, as we come across people and we see their strengths and the good things they do, just to point that out and say, wow, that's awesome. You're amazing. To build people up, to bless people. To speak words of encouragement over and over again in a world filled with so much hurt and pain. And finally, in Matthew 15, 18, the words of Jesus. The things that come out of your mouth come from your heart. Okay? Angry people speak angry words. Sad people speak sad words. Happy people speak happy words. Joyful people speak joyful words. Loving people speak loving words. And my friends, this goes back to the Sermon on Blessing. We are abundantly blessed. Our future is secure. God has taken care of everything for us. We should be the, the most happy, joyful, loving people in the world if we embrace the truth that we truly believe. And as we're out in the world and as we're living in, you know, our lives that way and our hearts just pouring out that love, it pours through our words. And the more we're going to impact this world. What happens here on Sunday mornings is important. What happens out there the next seven days is also very important. We're here to be fed and to be built up, to go out there and make a difference, make this world a better place. And as we pull this together, my friends, let's put these words into action. Let's think before we speak. Let's always speak the truth. Let's speak the truth in love. And the more that we do this, the more our journey is going to be more blessed, the more the people around us are going to be blessed, and the more God is going to be glorified. Letting his truth be our truth in what we do, but also our truth in what we say to one another. To think and to speak biblically. To let Jesus' words pour through us more and more. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example you show us in how to speak, what to say. What matters are words that have eternal significance and what matters is that we help people on this journey to be with you forever. And, and Lord, help us to, to think before we speak. Help us to always speak the truth and help us to speak the truth in love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.